can only get smacked in the face so many times before you turn around and look and you turn around and look and there's this whole line of people asking for help with that thing. And for me, that thing was, hey, how are you doing this book publishing thing? Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are your hosts, David Thompson and Leo Sabo. And in today's episode, we are getting the honor of talking to Chandler Bolt, the founder of Self Publishing School. And first and foremost, first and foremost, I just want to say, Chandler, I've listened to, I don't know the exact number, but um, uh, almost all of your self-publishing school podcast episodes, they are phenomenal. And so I just want to say thank you for being on the program. We're excited. I know you've got another really cool podcast that you do called Seven Figure Principles that I want to, I'm digging into. I just subscribed to it. I, I've downloaded it. I'm digging into that. So welcome to the program, Chandler. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you for that. And, and glad that's helpful. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, we're glad you're here. I, I've loved your book. I read Published, uh, The Proven Path from Blank Page to Published Author. And you've got your book, Book Launch. In fact, you've got a number of books, honestly. It's really your, I, I'd say we talk about your true life's purpose here on Getting Money Right. I can definitely see how your ability to not only write and engage people through the written pen and the written word, but then to train others in writing and in business. And so one of the things that we love to do on Getting Money Right is talk about budgeting, debt reduction, investing, and business. And, and say, hey, what does it look like to increase your income over time? What are tools and resources? What are the things that Leo and I have learned? Who are the influencers that influence us? And you're one of those influencers, Chandler. You're one of those guys that's had a big impact on us and, and how we create, how we use content in multiple locations. Uh, the book that I'm writing, Jesus on Money, that I talk about all the time to our audience, a lot of the tips and tricks that I learned in writing the book, Jesus on Money, came from tools that I learned on your podcast and from your book published and from your website and so and from Leo who's who's constantly filling me up with new tools and resources. So welcome to the program, Chandler. I just I want to give you a chance to introduce just a little bit of what you're working on today and what's going on in your world. And then we'll dig in and ask some questions that'll be relevant for our audience on the business side, the book side, the finance side. Oh yeah, that's great. I, Cause I think they all overlap. And and I, so, I, as you mentioned, I'm super passionate about, uh, I mean, our mission is to change lives through books. And we're on a mission to help publish 100,000 books um, by 2035. Uh, and we're about 6,000 of the way there. <laughs> um, and, and so, uh, I mean, but we believe that books change lives. They change the lives of the reader. They change the lives of the author uh, in the process of writing it. And then also in leveraged impact. So I talk about this in my TEDx talk, kind of that, that you create this book and this book goes on to say, uh, you know, change the lives of hundreds, thousands, maybe even tens of thousands or millions of people. And so uh, that's what we do with self-publishing school. We're an online education company uh, and we help people write and publish books that grow their impact, their income and their business if they have one. Uh, and so that's what I wake up every day uh, fired up uh, to do. And we're growing and building. And, and then I think what we'll probably talk about at some point in this interview is, is just how I believe that business is the best vehicle for good. And so through the offshoots of that, uh, you know, we're able to give, we're able to invest, we're able to do all sorts of things like that. That's awesome. 
I'm personally uh, familiar with your with your content. Uh, been through your course. I was part of one of your business intensive a couple of years ago. So I had a chance, folks, to really see this in action, to actually see the passion that Chandler has for this education, helping people to understand how they can get their message out and how that can really just accelerate everything that's in your heart to do. It's a vehicle. It's a great vehicle. Um, and so I want to know, but Chandler, just for those who are not familiar with you, don't know about you, kind of introduce yourself as to how did you come about wanting to go down this path? What stirred you toward that de- decision? And what made you think that people wanted to write their own books? And maybe you were the guy who would encourage them to do so. Yeah. So it, it, it started by writing and publishing a couple of books and doing them decently well. And then uh, people just started asking about it, right? It's like, you've probably heard me say this, Leo, it's, you can only get smacked in the face so many times before you turn around and look and you turn around and look and there's this whole line of people asking for help with that thing. And for me, that thing was, Hey, how are you doing this book publishing thing? That's what really kickstarted me. And, and then a big part of that story as well is uh, I lost a friend, like friend passed away right in front of me. Uh, and that was kind of a tragic accident that happened while I was on a cruise ship. Uh, and that kickstarted for me of just a knowing, hey, there's only a handful of things in my life that are, all, are truly making a difference. And this is one of them. And so I've kind of felt like ever since then that I'm living for two. And um, that really kickstarted my passion behind growing self-publishing school and making an impact from a book perspective. So I think you know this, Leo, but uh, and is I've got this bracelet. This is on one side, make him proud. On the other side, WWKD. So what would Kindle do? So um, just that was a big kind of converged is like a big part of my story and a a inflection point for ultimately launching and then scaling self-publishing school. Yeah. I love that because I think it it resonates with a lot of people. Uh, We, we all have situations in life or, or moments in life, just really seasons that uh, we find uh, that we ask a lot of questions that they're not good answers to, or not answers that we are pleased with. And so it's, it's that inflection point where we have to decide what are we really going to do uh, that's going to make a bigger impact? And you certainly have done that, and you've helped a lot of people to do that. So you saw people asking you how to do this, and you started doing it. Was that the only reason you started the business, or were you always kind of geared to do that? Is that something that is just natural for you to do, or was it really a push to try to get something like this started? Yeah, I mean, business is my thing. Uh, and so, I mean, since I was in high school, gosh, yeah, high school. I was starting businesses and I mean, I was starting businesses since I started selling uh, snacks at scout camp way back in the day. Um, So, I mean, business has just kind of been in my DNA and something that I've been passionate about since I was a kid. And so started running businesses that helped me um, actually pay for college um, and is through some of the money I earned from businesses. And then through student painters, I ran an exterior house painting company in college. So painting houses uh, and, then that really gave me the confidence to drop out of school and to learn how to run a business by actually doing it. I, I figured, uh, hey, I'm learning how to run a business from professors who have never ran a business. That doesn't make too much sense to me. So why don't I drop out? And so I did that. And then that kick started me on kind of this whole journey of starting self-publishing school, scaling self-publishing school and everything after that. That's great. Well, here on Getting Money Right, we always encourage people towards financial freedom and we do it with an educational impact an inspirational impact. And the goal is for people to pursue their true life's purpose. And so I'm interested Chandler on how you would articulate the value of somebody, even in our audience, beginning to think about writing a book. Cause we think through the inspiration, the education, 
but the goal is to be freed up to pursue your true life's purpose. So what are some of the benefits of taking the time to write a book, uh, of learning how to market a book, of learning the business side of a book? Because I, I've found it to be really personally impactful in everything that I'm doing. And so our audience, you know, we teach on the four steps to purposeful living and we go through, you know, uh, saving before you spend and spending on purpose and increasing margins. We talk about practical financial stuff, but every single person, I believe there may be a book inside of them. And what are some of the reasons that somebody would do that from a financial perspective, from a true life's purpose perspective? Uh, what would you see in somebody's life to say, Hey, this is why you should write a book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons, but I look at it as, you know, we, we help people write a book that grows their impact, their income and their business, um, and their business if they have one. So I think those are the three main buckets that I look at. And in the impact, it's, it's helping people and it's legacy. It's like this book's going to live long after you're off this earth. And so I think there's that, which is hugely valuable because even if only your kids and grandkids read this thing, like that was worthwhile because you're yeah. passing down knowledge that probably wouldn't have otherwise been passed down. Uh, Cause I think a lot of times as humans, we look at, Oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to transfer this knowledge through word of mouth, but we have a lot of other tools. And so what if you just managed to not transfer like 60% of the knowledge that you learn to your kids, well, then there's no chance of that getting to your grandkids or their, or, or their, or your kids, 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 or, you know, on down. So it's like, this is a way to kind of memorialize or whatever the word is, those things in a way that is it's legacy for you. And then there's the practical financial stuff, which is, I believe in launching a book to grow your personal brand, which I think is hugely important and, and opens doors, whether it's from a business perspective, whether it's from a job perspective, whether it's getting a job that you wouldn't otherwise get, whether it's getting a promotion that you wouldn't otherwise get, or whether it's starting or growing a business. I think it's just hugely helpful and it opens doors for PR and publicity. It opens doors for just so many different things. Uh, and so th I think there's that. And then obviously as a business guy, I think in the lens of that and specifically using a book to get more leads, sales and referrals for your business. So for me personally, my book published generates hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in revenue for my business. And even if it's just a small kernel of that, like I know one of our students, um, he emailed me the other day and said, Hey, it's been a year since I joined self-publishing school. He published two books in the first year. They generated $10,000 in royalties, but then bigger than that generated $45,000 in business for his business and bringing in about 30 to 40 leads per week. So like from a business and from a finance perspective, I think that's where it really makes sense. And sure. You're not going to get rich from the royalties of the book. Most likely, uh, unless you're just writing a, you know, the next, huge book. But, and, and even if you do, like it's better to self-publish than to traditionally publish because then you'll actually make money from the book. But really to me, it's about <laughs> kind of two things we always say is like, it's not about the book. It's about who you become in the process of mm -hmm. writing and publishing that book. So it's all the life skills that you learned, you learn along the way. And I'm sure Leo, you've probably seen that. And then also it's not about the book. It's about what the book opens up for you. And so to make a long answer longer, um, we, we always think about, uh, I, you know, I, I use this analogy because a lot of people have heard of it. It's like Chronicles of Narnia. Mm -hmm. If you've read the books or seen the movies, you know that they discover this key that opens this door to Narnia. It's this magical world that they didn't know existed. Um, and this is what happened for me and so many of our authors is a book is that key that opens this door to all of these other opportunities that only exist for published authors. So it's about 
doing it well and then leveraging beyond it to open up more doors. That's kind of how I see it. Yeah. I love it. I think it's so much more than just saying, well, I'm going to write a book and hopefully I'll sell it. You, you definitely have taken this idea that to be a author uh, and potentially even a best selling author is not the end of the journey. It's actually something that will lead you to much greater things. So taking it beyond just the book, uh, because this is something I heard from Robert Kiyosaki. He said, you know, I'm not a best writing author. I'm a best selling author. Um, you, you could write a book and maybe just your family reads it. If that's what you want, that's totally okay. But if you want to really have an impact, and that's what I love about what you guys are doing is that it's not about the money, about the business and all of that. It's impact first. Really, that's what you said. It's about having a greater impact. And so that's, that lines up with what we believe and why, why we're so excited about what we get to do is that we get to inspire people to really be true to that part of them. So let's talk about the specifics of how do you go about writing a book? This is something that for most people seems like a daunting, almost impossible thing to do. And like you said, you become someone else through the journey because it's not an easy one. So talk about how would you write a book? Tell us the details of how would you go about even thinking about approaching that? Yeah, so there's idea, there's, there's writing, uh, there's production, and then there's publish and launch, right? Those are the big phases if we're just zooming out uh, and, and, and looking at the process as a whole. Um, that's what it looks like. And so for a lot of people, it starts with an idea. And I would ask, uh, what's, what, what do you get paid to do for work or in your business? That's probably the best place to start because chances are you know a whole lot more than anyone in that area. And so if I were to try to do what you do today, there would be this gap. It's a gap between what I know and what you know from your years, maybe even decades of experience. And so that's the first and best place to start uh, when it comes to writing a book for most people. Uh, and then for others, it might be like, what's that passion that, that, that you love or the thing that people keep asking you about? Or if you're a business owner, I love this question is, what's the broken record conversation that you keep having over and mm, over and over again good. with clients or prospects? Because they're telling you what they need help with. And when you write, because you're having to answer it over and over and over again. And so when you write a book on that topic, you can point to it. Yeah. <laughs> and you never, you know, it's like you never have to talk about that again. Right. And that's so great. the best way to stop talking about that thing is to write a book on it and then just keep pointing to it. And then also that's usually a sign that that book is going to be a serious revenue driver for your business. Because at a minimum, you give it to customers or people in the sales process and just say, hey, read this. And then you don't have to spend all the time onboarding or explaining or all that. And then if it's in the sales process, your conversion rate, your close rate goes up. Yeah. And so, so you make more revenue off of that. So that's the idea piece. And then moving into the writing piece, I'll just briefly touch on that at a high level um, is we have the, the mind map outline write process that we teach. So uh, step number one, it starts with mind mapping everything you can think of on the idea that you're thinking about writing about. So that's first and foremost, and it starts there. Uh, step number two is going from mind map to outline. So how do you kind of group uh, the groups of ideas that you have or, you know, you do a 15 minute, 45 minute uh, brainstorm or brain dump out of your head and onto the page and then start grouping ideas. So you go from mind map to outline, that's step two. And then what you'll do there is you'll start to have kind of like five groups of ideas or so. And so those, those groups of ideas will really be the sections for your book. And so, and so you order those in the order that you want to cover them in your book and then drill down about three chapters per section. So now all of a sudden you've got a 15 chapter outline that you can use to write your book. And once you have that, you move into step number three, which is to write the book 
Or, and this is kind of the choose your own adventure, one-two punch, if you will, is if you write better than you speak, do that. If you, but on the flip side, if you speak better than you write, do that. And what I mean by that is when you get into the writing piece, you're going to start with chapter number one and you'll spend 10 minutes mind mapping everything you can think of on that chapter. 10 minutes mind mapping, or sorry, turning that mind map into an outline and then 45 minutes to an hour and a half writing the chapter and you'll repeat that process chapter by chapter by chapter. Or if you speak better than you write, 10 minutes speaking the chapter and you'll repeat that process chapter by chapter by chapter. So now either way, you can get a, a very rough draft, which yes, it's a very rough draft, but uh, you can get a very rough draft done in a weekend. And now all of a sudden, and this is what we see for students is, uh, or people that we work with is, they get a rough draft done and then, then they start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it goes from this thing that I kind of think I might do like it's on the wish list to, Oh, this is happening and mm -hmm. I'm going to make this happen. And so you start to see light at the end of the tunnel and that is where it really clicks for people. And then it's like a snowball rolling downhill. And, and yes, there are difficult things throughout the rest of the journey, but at least now you're committed because you yeah. know you get the draft done. Yeah. And that resonates so much with my journey um, and going through and, and a learning from you in self-publishing school, but then b how I applied that. So a lot of things that I would get asked about in my job and I was um, the pastor over a stewardship ministry, which it was a discipleship ministry, teaching people what the Bible says about financial management, how to be a good manager, biblical theology and principles. So it wasn't a fundraising stewardship. It was a discipleship stewardship. But people would ask, oh, well, what does the Bible say about this? What does Jesus say about this? And so I went through and I just highlighted in green everything that Jesus said about money and stewardship and possessions and what it means to be a good manager. I highlighted it all. So that's almost, I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of funny, like that's the mind mapping and kind of brainstorm, putting all that out there. Then I began to group that. And I said, okay, if Jesus said this about possessions and he said this about God's ownership and he said this about how to be a good manager, he said this about, you know, generosity, I began to outline and group those passages. So honestly, I kind of mind mapped and then outlined from Jesus. So this is even my original content. Now, of course, I then went in and, and built around that. This, but the heart of it was people are asking me as a pastor and as a leader, what did Jesus say about that? What did Jesus say about that? I'm like, and, and, I, and I had hundreds of conversations telling people what Jesus said about stuff in one-offs. But now I can stand there and say, look, I've got this book that outlines what Jesus said and I've put it into major topics for you to walk through. So that if you're wondering what Jesus said about generosity, now you've got everything he said right there. And, and it's just a simple solution. So now, you know, that, that was from my career. That was from people asking me questions. So all I'm doing is affirming what you're saying, Chandler. I hope I'm encouraging our audience. What are the people asking you that you already answer questions on? And for me, it was pulling from the Bible because there was a, a scriptural resource there that I wanted to share with people. But I've got other areas of expertise inside of my, even inside of the church where we were, I work now in a role where I gathered data from all over the church and I compiled that into a book to help train new onboarding pastors and leaders coming into the church. And we call it the playbook. And it, so it was simple, but it came from those conversations. So all I'm doing is encouraging our listeners. This process works. Uh, Leo, what's on your mind with this? Well, what I love about what Chandler's sharing is, um, that this is really, I believe, applicable to anyone. We all have a message. We all have something that, that we're good at or we're passionate about, and people need to benefit from that. We're not put on this earth just to benefit us. 
And I've seen that uh, certainly through self-publishing school and everybody that's on your team. You guys love to inspire and to help people to move uh, toward that passion, toward that purpose, toward uh, fulfilling their own dreams uh, of writing a book and then, of course, going beyond that if that's what they're called to do. So let's dive a little bit deeper into this book writing thing. Writing is, is difficult, no doubt about it. But I think probably even more difficult is the marketing side. How do you actually get now that you wrote this book, that you have the first draft and you're ready to start letting people know, hey, it's out there, go get it. How do you guide people to really embrace that? Because that could be a very difficult thing to do. How do you guys walk people through using that book to then to launch their business and, and, and have that impact? Absolutely. And I love that last piece of the question, because I think that's the focus, right? Is not necessarily launching the business. It's it's looking through the lens of why are you doing this and then making the decision, all the marketing decisions accordingly. Yeah. And so maybe that is launching the business or maybe that is growing an existing business. Maybe this is an authority piece that you're like, hey, I want to get promoted or I want to position myself as authority in, in this industry so I can get this job or get this promotion or get something else, right? So the, the end goal, I don't want to say doesn't matter, uh, but, but like you can go to whatever end goal that you're going to, but you have to get clear on that first. So it does matter. <laughs> it just matters that you determine what it is and then adjust all the marketing accordingly. So we've got, you know, speaking of the playbook, we've got kind of playbooks of, of, of systems and things that people can implement from a marketing perspective. For me, it all starts with a launch. It starts with creating a launch team. So this is a small group of uh, people that support you and your book. And so no matter your end goal, um, this is the same for everyone. So this could be five people, 15 people, 50 people, maybe even more. Uh, and then they, they, they read the book ahead of time and they leave a review on day one. So now all of a sudden you've got this team of people who are supporting this launch. Now in return, they get a free digital copy ahead of time. Um, they get to be a part of the launch, kind of see the behind the scenes, things like that. They get those things and then they give a review on day one. And that's the most important thing to just kickstart the success of your book. And so you've got that launch team and you're getting reviews when you launch. And so that's the focal point and where I start with folks is, hey, let's make sure that you have a successful launch. And kind of like you said, Leo, is some people... They love the writing and hate the marketing. <laughs> Other people love the marketing and hate the writing. But if you're in the first camp, it's you get to the marketing and some people just want to say, oh, if I build it, they will come. I'm just going to publish it and not tell anyone. And that's just not true. If you build it, they will not come. You have to tell them about it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the best way to tell them about it is to get behind the marketing, even if you don't like it. And trust me, I'm someone who originally did not like sales and marketing. I was like, all right, I don't want to do that. And just a couple of mentors of mine just said, sorry, Chandler, you got to learn it because if you want to grow your business, if you want to sell more books, if you want to do any of those things, like you've got to learn the skill set. And so you can think that you're going to give it to someone else, but, and this is what we tell authors all the time. No one cares about you, your book or your business as much as you do. And so you're not just going to trust your publisher to market the book. You're not just going to pay someone to market the book. Like you've got to learn it enough to be able to do it. And then maybe down the road, you can pay other people to do it. But if you don't understand it, you can't manage it. Yeah. And so especially before you get to a place where you pay people and all that stuff, like you've got to learn it and you've got to do it. And so it starts with the fundamentals of launching successfully through a launch team. And then it's, all right, how do I leverage this? And so if I got a business, I'm immediately looking at how do I leverage that in what I'm doing to get more lead sales and referrals. If I'm using this for authority, I'm looking at how do I use this book to get on podcasts, to get on local TV, local radio, local newspaper, like 
PR opportunities. How do I roll this into that? Uh, and then I'll do some of the other stuff like focusing on Amazon ads to sell more books and a, a bunch of other things like that. But it's really how do I leverage uh, into what's most important uh, and where I'm moving towards. Great. Uh, I, I see that even in what you've done with the book self-published or just published, period, published. <laughs> I see how you've used your book to do that in your own business and, and your books before that and the books you've continued to put out. So just share a little bit of the story of how you used your book to grow your business and to serve more people, especially with the evidence now of over 6,000 books being published. And you've got a goal of 100,000, but 6,000 authors, well, I say authors, maybe some did multiple books, but there's a lot of people whose lives have been impacted. How did your book help you increase that impact and grow your business? Yeah, so I published my first book when I was about 19 years old. And that opened, I mean, it truly is. I mean, it's, it's a funny saying, the Narnia thing, but it really was. I mean, it opened up this world that I didn't even know existed. I mean, in the first few months, I mean, the book started making thousands of dollars a month in, in passive income. Um, and I mean, it was like 6,000 and five and three and was at like two, 3,000 for a while. And so it, it started bringing in income. I built a 4,000 person email list and so now I had this email list with nothing to sell, <laughs> whereas most people have a product to sell and no email list. And so then that started opening things up, you know, started getting on podcast interviews, which I, I didn't even really know was a thing or it, was, it certainly wasn't on my radar of like, hey, I'm going to go do that. And then really it ultimately opened up the doors to launching self-publishing school. And there were all these things and like along the way got offered a seven figure digital publishing deal within the first six, nine months, somewhere in there of publishing that first book. And then my second book, which followed on the heels of that, more PR opportunities. Me and my brother got that book promoted in the K-Love app, which was pretty cool. And, and just like all these different types of things that just started snowballing. And, and then there's the intangible. So those are all the like external, you can measure it <laughs> and, and all those things. But then I think really, and, and, and Leo, maybe you could, maybe you could attest to this, but I think there's all the other things that don't get talked about enough, which are the life skills that you learn in the process, the confidence. For me, it was, oh, I published this thing. I created it. I published it. It's here. And even if it only sells a few copies, I'm proud of this achievement and giving me the confidence to roll into the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And kind of as I was dropping out of school, giving me that confidence, giving me, you know, a little bit of income to come along with that. And just all those other intangibles that come through publishing a book, I think that's really where those are the things that are under the surface that you don't see that have probably compounded and helped me in a bunch of areas of life. Yeah. You hit on a really good point, Chandler, because if you do have this desire to somehow benefit other people, to serve other people, writing a book is one aspect of that. But in order to be successful at serving that many people, scaling that up and, and doing effectively, and all of the other sides of running a business and, and having employees, you've got a bunch of employees now. So all of that is a process of development. That's not something that you know how to do when you first write your book. I mean, gosh, it, it's, it's who you become through that process. And so writing a book just puts you on this path to be able to someday actually help people. I can write a book, but that doesn't mean I can help people. There's so much more in that process. I think it's that process of transformation that, that I've struggle with, but also embrace at the same time. It's never easy. It always feels like I wish I could just bypass some of these things, but 
I think what I love about what you get to do and what you are passionate about doing is seeing the transformation and giving people that opportunity to live beyond anything they ever imagined they could do. And it all starts with an idea, with being encouraged to say, hey, I think you got a message in you. Let's get it out there. And that just puts you on a path. And if you don't quit, man, it, it could be pretty powerful. Uh, you're a definite testament of that. And uh, so appreciate you taking the time to be here today and share the, uh, that wisdom and that encouragement with our folks. Any parting thoughts, anything you want to share? Also, let people know how they can contact you and where they can go to learn more about self-publishing school. Yeah, so I would say parting thoughts would be if writing a book has been on your next year or maybe someday list for years, maybe even decades, it, you got to go from a place of maybe someday to maybe now. And humor me and take 15 minutes as soon as this uh, interview is over and get out a blank sheet of paper and take 15 minutes just mind mapping your idea and see where it goes. Uh, and I think when you do that, you'll start to realize that there's a whole lot more content that you would write on and, uh, than you think. And uh, that's the best place to start. Don't think about it, dream about it, <laughs> put it off, but there's never going to be a perfect time. So you're going to have to get started before you're ready and it might as well be now. So um, that would be my parting piece of advice. If you want to check us out at self-publishing school, you can check out the self-publishing school podcast or the seven figure principles podcast. Um, those are uh, two resources that will be helpful. And then uh, if you're interested in chatting with the team about what it would look like um, for us to help you with your book, you can go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply uh, and book a call with the team. We'd be happy to chat about your book idea, your goals, your challenges with your book, your next steps. Like how do we put this into implementation and uh, put a plan together and make it happen? That is awesome. Thank you, Chandler. I'm actually on selfpublishingschool.com right now. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm actually going to go ahead and write my name and email in because there's 20 top resources that you get that I didn't get the first time that I went through this process. <laughs> this is like new. There's new resources. There's extra tools than from when I did this back in the day. So, I mean, honestly, it's less than funny. a month old. Yeah. 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 That, so we, we just launched a new site less than a month ago. And so yep. there's so many new tools and resources. I mean, and you come back two months from now and there will be a bunch more tools and resources and yeah. all those things. So that's fun. Yeah. Well, I'm, I literally, it sounds funny, but I just submitted my, uh, my name and email and why I'm writing a book. And I recommend everybody go check out self-publishing school. Honestly, I've listened to, I, I can't, I don't, I can't put a number on it because you put out so many great episodes interviewing top, top authors and getting their unique tactics for building their launch team, building their list, growing, getting published, getting reviews on Amazon. I mean, it's, it's unreal. So I've probably listened to almost all of those self-publishing school episodes, but I can't wait to, to dig into the seven figure principles podcast. I didn't even know you had that out there. Somehow I missed it. So I just downloaded that. And, uh, and I'm just telling people go check out self-publishing school, hang out with Chandler, hang out with his team. His heart's amazing. His books are great. And it's been really impactful for both Leo and I personally. So there's one other um, resource that I want to make you guys aware of. When you're part of the self-publishing school family, there's a Facebook community that Chandler talked about having a launch team. So this is how that happens. People are part of this family, uh, this group of people that are all trying to write a book, trying to get that support. What I love about that community, because I'm part of it, is that I get to learn from the journey that other people have taken, both from their mistakes, but also from their wins. And uh, so it, there's a great support there. So that if you're thinking about writing a book, that's going to be part of that. And, and you can have the support. It's not like, here you go. Here's the course. Good luck. Hope you get it done. No, they're very focused on helping you succeed. 
even the coaching is available so that if you do run into a block, they'll help you get over it. So check them out. Chandler, thanks again for being part of it. Uh, we appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep growing that business. And, and uh, we're going to hope that you'll reach that 100,000 much sooner than 2035. Let's go. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah, our pleasure. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, that it was beneficial to you. If you did, we would love if you would subscribe to our podcast, either on Apple Podcast or any other podcast app that you're using currently. And if you like what you're hearing, please rate and leave us a review so that more people will find getting money right and benefit from this content. To gain access to this podcast show notes, find financial tools and other relevant content, visit leosabo.com where you'll find me and everything I'm up to. And also go to stewardshippastors.com. That's where David hangs out. He is writing a book, Jesus on Money. Make sure you check that out. And then if you're interested in biblical financial stewardship and teaching others how to do it, David is focused on doing that and helping pastors and church leaders to do that. So check out stewardshippastors.com. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to having you join us next time so that together we, we can, can keep, keep getting, getting money right. I think there's all the other things that don't get talked about enough, which are the life skills that you learn in the process. The confidence for me, it was, oh, I published this thing. I created it. I published it. It's here. And even if it only sells a few copies, I'm proud of this achievement. Mm -hmm.